Weird World, the podcast where we talk about weird stuff. I'm Emma. I'm Carrie. I'm Dean. Dean is going to be doing something for us. So a little historical. A little egg-headish. I'm going to start you off with a story. Oh. oh. It's story time, I guess. Yep. Folklore. It's a long time ago. <laughs> Could be the year 1099. It Wow. Might be the year 858. Jesus. We're not 100% sure. There's a, so There's a lot of years between those there two. Are, there are, and it's a long <laughs> time ago. The place is Vatican City in Rome, in Italy. The Pope, one John VIII, he's riding a horse in a procession along the road, I guess from St. Peter's Basilica to the Lateran Church. It's about three miles or so. According to Google nowadays, <laughs> Google Maps. <laughs> did you do? Did you do it by horse? Did, was that one I did of the not get by horse. Well, I did it by foot, which presumably is the same route. Maybe you, you think most yeah. likely. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some things have changed, but let's let's just say. So suddenly, the Pope clutches his stomach. It's it's somewhere between the, his billowing robes, right there, mm-hmm. right. Aides help Pope John from his horse. But he cries out in, in pain and he falls to his knees. Oh my God. There is blood on the ground. <gasps> and then a newborn infant cries out. Oh my God. Told you they Baby be a Jesus? Twist. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the Pope pulls a baby from beneath his, his, air quotes, robes and lays it on the cobblestones. The crowd watching this miracle. Turns from, I guess, from confusion to shock, but quickly to anger. Yeah. I mean, they've been had. Why? They should have thought it was a miracle and it was another baby Jesus. I suppose. I suppose that came out of the male puppet's butt. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Because I don't know. Well, that would really make it a miracle, right? That would more miraculous than Mary giving birth. Yeah. Terrible, terrible precedent, though. I don't think people back then were really like. Well, I'm afraid of this. Let me embrace it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't what they're known for. No. So realizing, though, that Pope John must actually be Pope Joan, mm-hmm. the Roman mob extracts swift justice. They bound the Pope. They tie him up by her, up by her feet. They tie the rope from the feet to the tail of the horse that oh, she was riding God. on. And then they, you know... Smack the horse in the ass. Okay, what happened to the whole the Pope is infallible mm. stuff? Not, not when the Pope is lying about being a lady. Yeah. Well, then, then she's a woman, so she's worthless. Extremely fallible. They should all have been, they are all in hell. Uh, Most likely. Very likely. Yeah. As soon as you said Pope, like John was Pope Joan, I don't know why, but I immediately thought of G.I. Jane. Like Makes sense. G.I. Joe, G.I. Jane. Yeah. Sure. I don't know sure. why. Uh-huh. But no. that's a connection okay. in my okay. head. No, I think they're on an equal footing. <laughs> the G.I. Joe doll as... that became a G.I. Jane. Yeah. Same thing. Same exact thing. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure there's a storyline somewhere where G.I. Oh, Joe the, gives birth. That's the, that's the origin story of how G.I. Jane was discovered. Oh, my God. G.I. Joe's a chick. Is how that happened. Yeah. They, they should absolutely do the next G.I. Joe movie. should be that. Should. You're welcome. Uh, you're welcome, Hollywood. So... They drag the Pope, the erstwhile Pope, for half a league along those cobblestone road. That's about a mile and a half. That's not a good. No. no. They uh, all the way. By the way, all this, all the while, as as she's being dragged behind the horse, the crowd starts stoning her. Oh, good because God. that's what you do. Wow. That's what you did back then. Yeah. You stone people. Efficient way. Stoning was horrific. By the way, literally, yeah. think of throwing stones at someone's face and. 
body and breaking bones and blood. I mean, it, it's, it's a horrible way to go. It sounds so quaint. It's not. No, just going to stone him. Just stone him. Yeah, man. Let's totally stone that dude. So the Pope is dead yes. after that half a league of stoning and dragging, and they bury her where she lies. But wait, you say, this cannot have happened? <laughs> there were no female popes. There aren't even female priests. That's for dang right. sure. How can this Sexist. possibly... How can this possibly be, you ask? I'm wondering. Well, we're going to tell you. Well, clearly she was an imposter. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. She was a trans woman. Yeah, well. Trans man. Transgender man. According to the story, probably not. (laughs) The earliest mention of a female pope was in the early 13th century. That's the 1200s for those of you who have trouble understanding that centuries are one ahead of the year. Which is stupid. No, it's, it actually makes sense. It's stupid. Yeah. It's math. It is. I don't like it's, it. It's, it's, it's calendar math. <laughs> uh, somebody named Jean de Mailly. I don't have any idea if that's the proper pronunci- pronunciation in France. The last name is spelled M-A-I-L-L-Y. So I'm saying Mailly because it just seems very French to me. It's Mailly. It could be Mailly. <laughs> Mailly. He wrote a book called Chronica Universal Matensis, which translates into The Chronicle of Metz. Metz is another name for the city of Mainz, or Mons, in uh, Germany. Demayi mentions a female pope who was left out of the official list of popes, but who ruled in the year 1099. Well, we have a connection. We We do. Have a connection. (laughs) She was a woman who disguised herself as a man, as you already suspect by now. Mm -hmm. But because she was so talented and so learned, she became the first, at first became the curial secretary at the Vatican. Then, this is what Damayi writes, then she became a cardinal, all the while disguised as a man. Then she was elected pope. Wow. He then relates the awful end of the so far unnamed female pope, how she gave birth in the street, et cetera, et cetera. And he admitted, though, though he admitted he didn't have really solid sources for this, he wrote it as historical fact, mm. and it appears that by it was generally believed. Oh. De Mailly wrote that after the vindictive Roman parade watchers who stoned her and dragged her to death, buried her where she lay, they put up a plaque at that place. And here's what it said. This is awesome. Ready? <laughs> Peter, comma, P- I'll, I'll just read it. Peter, patra patrum, papesia pardito partum. Whoa, they had piece. mad alliteration skills. <laughs> yeah. All peace. In English, it means, O oh, Peter, father of fathers, betray the childbearing of the woman pope. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Very literal. Very literal. Uh, it sounds way better in Latin, obviously. Yeah. Is that plaque really still there? I uh, No. Oh, it's not okay. still there, certainly. I, whether it really ever was there. Yeah, I'm, I was going to sure. say, was it ever there? Yeah, not completely positive on that. Google translates, by the way, when you put in all those Ps, it translates translates it back as exactly the same thing. So really? it's a total Google, <laughs> Google Translate fail. Google Translate is terrible at Latin. I'm just going to tell you right terrible. now. Well, everybody's terrible at Latin. Uh, it's a dead language. Google should do better. Google's right? not allowed to be terrible at anything. No, well, no Google. Nobody they control turns, our turns society. Turns out they are. <laughs> Nobody speaks Latin anymore. You're just very flippant about Latin. Yeah. You could have texted it to my mother. She took Latin in school. Uh, yeah. And your mom remembers? And she would have said, oh, would... let me hold on. That sounds like, oh, Peter, father, father's betrayed the child. <laughs> and the woman, what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> Next up, who told the story was a guy named Stephen of Bourbon, Barbon, Bourbon Street, uh, in Bourbon New the Orleans, town, Orleans. I think, in France. Oh, 
I'm, I'm going to assume he was the inventor of whiskey and so rots in hell to this day. Yes. Because I don't like whiskey. I don't like it's it terrible. either. Terrible. So he, like De, De, De Mailly, was a Dominican cleric and he uh, kind of wove this whole female pope trope into a book called The Seven Gifts of the Holy Ghost. So it was written in Spanish because he's Dominican? Oh, <laughs> my Nice God. one. That was a callback. To it was a callback to something that no one so, will yeah. ever hear. That in the biz is what we call a callback. A ghost callback, <laughs> a phantom callback. Anyway. That you guys don't understand. No, I never <laughs> To will. Aaron, who's not here. Yeah. And she'll never listen to this. Nope. <laughs> he still has not named the Pope, though, and he still has the year of 1099. What year... When did he write that book? Does it say? Uh, I think he's, he's just a little bit later. So it's in the 1200s also. A little, oh, okay. bit, a little bit later than De Marie. All right. S- then things kind of change, though. Some, some details get added to the story of the female pope. Now, the female pope appears toward the end of the... Um, the next story is the, uh, a book written about the end of the 13th century, so the late 1200s, that is the third, quote, recension which means edited version, of, um, of Martin of Opava. You'll hear the name Martin. He really is the, the, the storyteller that really solidifies the story of Pope Joan in at least the middle age mind. His book is called Chronicon Pontificum et Imperatorum, which means Chronicles of Popes and Emperors. This Those makes the, my eyes twitch. The, the, all that Latin yes. is more common, so buckle up. Yeah. Martin had ties, by the way, to the Roman hierarchy, uh, the Catholic hierarchy, and he was considered very credible. He was also, he was a papal chaplain, and so his version was widely read and disseminated. So it really, again, it sort of solidified When I think of ancient Roman names, I don't think of Martin. No, me neither. No. I don't know where Pava is. I guess it's Wasn't one guy named Steve? Stephen. Stephen, yeah. Stephen was a pretty common name back then. Really? St. Stephen was even before this. I don't know why that seems like such a modern name to It me. does. It does. Steven. They rarely call them Steve. <laughs> rarely. <laughs> and rarely. I went to CCD at St. Martin's, so it's yeah, St. Martin is. I guess. St. Martin. Martin does sound old to me, yeah. but Stephen does not. St. No, Steve, you, don't, you just don't. No. It doesn't roll. Saint Steve. St. If, now, if St. Steve went as, Saint, as Steve, that would be, he'd be the hippest saint ever. I don't yeah. know what he's saying. I'm, I'm kind of a chill saint. I'm really laid back. You can call me Steve. Just call me Steve, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. St. Steve. <laughs> Let's not be. Let's not go too far. Okay. okay. Martin changes the date to the ninth century. Oh. He and this is all obviously A.D. or C.E. Not B.C. No, <laughs> this is not that long ago. And he said that the female pope ruled between Leo the Fourth and Benedict the Third. So that would be in the eight eight fifties are about two hundred fifty years before De Mailly's version of this story. So quite a hmm. while before. Quite a big change of the timing. So he wow. he also is the first to give the name, or at least that I can find, of the female pope, calling her, or him, John Anglicus, or also called John of Mainz. Again, mm. Mainz being a town in Germany. John, Martin says, was an English woman born in Mainz in Germany. She was pope from, again, after Leo IV in 855. Her reign lasted exactly two years, seven months, and four days. Very specific. Very specific. How on earth could you possibly know that? By calendars. I don't get calendars. <laughs> no, Are there kidding. like official Vatican records of this? Well, no. I guess no, there wouldn't be, would there? No. No, because no, she's not. a lady. But why wouldn't they just keep it in there and call him Pope John? Because it was a pretty big exposure. 
really famous if it happened. No, yeah. I know, but but you would think after a little while, people are going to forget. Well, <laughs> guess what? All the, all the know, people that remember we'll are We'll get dead. to it, but that may be what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there, there's then a month, and then Benedict III is settled on, and essentially the cover-up began, right? I mean, essentially all you have to do is slide the rule of Benedict a couple of years earlier or, you know, have the one guy be a couple of years later, Benedict yeah. a year earlier, yeah. and you That's just fudge true. over that two and a half years fairly easily. This is the 800s. Yeah. So not awesome record keeping. I was going to say, I don't think the records are like spot on. <laughs> well, I'll bet they were keeping meticulous records. Oh, absolutely. The but they don't, they don't all exist. Yeah. Yeah. Over time, they kind of get muddled. Yeah. Especially in that period. We, we'll, we'll talk about this later, but there was some, some turmoil in that period and later. So Martin provides the bones of a backstory for John all the way back, all the way through the tragic death and, and the tragic and dramatic death. It seems, according to Martin, that Joan or John had a lover back in Mainz. Clearly. Yeah. This is, this is before. This is years, years before he became Pope. She became oh, Pope. Oh, okay. Okay. Years ago, back in Maine still, John, I'm going to call him John, We'll call him Joan later. I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll swing both ways. What? <laughs> the lover wanted to be, uh, was a scholar and wanted to go to a Benedictine monastery in Athens to study in Greece. Joan didn't want to lose him. No. Nope. She liked him. So she... There was only like eight men in the world at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's more than that. She wanted to go with, though. So they hatched a plan. Hey, Joan, why don't you... Dress up as a dude and come with me to Athens. Yeah. Girl, you're smart. You can do this. Easy peasy. That's a brilliant plan. It's a great plan. It's foolproof, obviously. No, How could that go wrong? There's no holes. No. <laughs> I'm going to guess maybe some soot on the face. Yeah. For that kind of five o'clock shadow Bounds look, your breast. Right? Bound the hell out of the breast. Breath. I mean, I'm going to say right now, she was stagged. And oh, back then, we don't probably. Know. We don't know. And use that, you know, they use that overly husky voice. That Hello, we use my we, name is John. Yes. <laughs> and then ended up, you know what you do? You talk a lot about sports. Yeah. Hey, the big game's coming. What do you think about the big game? <laughs> she's what, probably, what? She probably spit and grabbed her imaginary balls a lot, probably too. Probably did that. Probably did that. And they're like, excuse me, sports have not been invented yet. <laughs> <laughs> what big game are you talking about? The, the, the big one. Uh, I don't know. So I, I, that's, I'm assuming, I think that's probably pretty, pretty yeah, accurate. Yeah, I would not think twice. Nope. So Joan infiltrated the monastery in Athens. As a, dressed as a man, and she learned right along with her lover. In fact, she soon outshone everyone with her brilliance. She is just the smartest person. I was going to ask how she, because you said she was so smart and so well educated. I was going to ask how did she become so well educated if she was a woman? So yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, back in, she must have been fairly young because back in Maine, she would not have been educated at least in this you know scholarly way yeah. in the sciences and such. So she must have been fairly young, and then so she's being educated along with him, and she's just, her, her native intelligence is taking over. She was said to have, quote, learned a diversity of branches of knowledge. So everything. Back then, when you learned stuff, you learned everything. Mm-hmm. There was so, there was just a little knowledge about any one subject that you go ahead and you learned them all. Math, science. <laughs> yeah. There you was did. like three equations, so yeah, you learned all, all of the equations. That's, all you had. that's hilarious. More or less. It's true. There's not much... There wasn't a lot of information uh, to learn, so yeah, you had time. Yes, yeah. there was. Do you know no, the state wasn't. of <laughs> sociology have, back then, Carrie? You didn't have to learn the periodic table. Mm-mm, there was no and criminal you, science. There was, there 
was no elements and mm-hmm. chemical well, reactions. Yeah, there was. Yes, there was. <laughs> but they didn't teach you. Still, yes, there was not did. nearly as much depth of knowledge in any given field. So you, you, ter- you tended to, to, scholars at the time learned a lot of different fields. There was probably other stuff they had to learn too. Yes. Yeah, like how to now. kill animals with their bare hands. No, not a lot of that. <laughs> so Athens was not big enough to keep her. Not big enough to hold Joan. She's way too smart for that crowd. Athens is not. I thought that was like Athens a big by city. this time was not the you know center of, of learning anymore. Greece really? had well since Rome took over, Greece had fallen on. I don't know my hard times. Hard I don't times. know my Greece and Rome timeline very well. Sorry. So she, uh, it was off to Rome for her. Mm. Center of the, of the European world at that time, uh, there Joan slash John taught the taught now the liberal arts quote and had great masters among her students and audience. So Wait, what happened to the boyfriend? He died. We're not sure. Oh, okay. he may or may he not died. have come with her. Uh, we don't know. Okay. Apparently, though, apparently this also was a time and a place where people valued intelligence. I know. <gasps> no way. Very different from today, where it's scorned. <laughs> Ancient Rome, yeah. they valued intelligence. Well, Who would have thunk it? Up until you know, 2016 forward America, intelligence was valued. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, when the papacy was was left unclaimed by the death of Leo IV, John Anglicus, the fine young male English scholar with that suit on his face, that soot, uh, all over his face, and and the suit. And the, the soot, <laughs> the soot, soot, the dirt, the dirt. The dirty face. He was chosen pope by sort of acclamation. It's like, oh, who should have beat the pope? And now Leo is dead. Uh, and they go, well, John, he's a pretty smart, isn't he? Yeah, he's a pretty. Uh, do I have a second? And just like, boom, so done. Did they speak what language? Did they speak Latin or Italian? It. It's probably it's probably Latin. Because you know, if ish, they were going ish, in between, yeah. you know, Greece and Rome, I'm just wondering, like, when oh, did well. Greek Greek become? Is, is there a That's another thing. They tended to know multiple languages. Yeah, she okay. probably spoke English, German, Greek, and Latin. At yeah. Least. Wow. At That's least. awesome. Yep. Did they do the whole smoke coming out of the top of the building deal? I don't know. What? That's how you know when they've chosen a new pope yeah. these days, right? Ah. So the color of the smoke, black smoke means no, white smoke means yes. Let's or? go with it. Yeah. I have no uh, idea. You call yourself a good Catholic dean? No, I don't. No, he oh, doesn't. Actually, do you? Oh. No. <laughs> okay. well, then. But at least I know about the smoke. Shocker, guys. We actually, we're actually we not practicing Catholics. No. Yet. Yet. We're thinking about we it. We might get into it after this podcast. Sure. I mean, after this, maybe. I mean, I might it's, try to this become ends pope. happily. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You, you can, can do it, Emma. You believe in it. yourself. You break the pope barrier. I put soot on my face. The Jackie Robinson of Catholicism. <laughs> yes. So this uh, telling does not mention anything about her having become a cardinal, but let's say she did. She becomes pope. And then comes the unfortunate part. Now, whether it was that lover from Athens or some other, she was said to have had a, quote, companion mm. who got her pregnant, quote, knocked her up. And that's from the, the actual Did time. people get married back then? Was marriage a thing? Yes, yes, marriage was a thing. Yes. You've heard of Adam and Eve? No. They got married. They had a nice ceremony. You, you just always talk, when you talk about like ancient Rome and ancient Greek, Greek, Greece, it was like they were wild. They did whatever they wanted oh. with whoever they wanted. It was marriage. It was marriage. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure there was definitely, marriage. Definitely. Cool. Now, if that philosopher liked little boys, all bets were off, <laughs> which was Ew. quite common. So, Joan is pregnant now. I mean, and ladies, here's where I want to stress keep a calendar. Keeping a calendar is absolutely <laughs> crucial. What the heck is going on like here? Like your periods. You know I why? Because it seems that Pope John did not properly track 
when she got pregnant. <laughs> and so she did not know when she was due to have the baby. Mm-hmm. You have to have a system. I say, you know, his mind. Just put a P in your cell phone on the calendar on the day when, you know, it starts, right? And then you know. And what starts? Oh, I think, you know, I'm done. period? A P, uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, my God. I mean, if men, if men had periods, they would have women around to remind them to do that. But you women don't have that luxury, so you have to do it yourself. <laughs> Dean, we have apps now. Do you really? Yeah. yeah there's period, period trackers. Yes. Wow. And ovulation trackers. B-track! Exclamation point. Yep. <laughs> and if you're late, by the way, put a little frowny face on that day. Like, maybe with, oh ex- no. with a question mark. What <laughs> happened? Like a shrug. With a I get a notification saying, did you forget to record your period? Yeah. Oh, I just wing it. Me too. On your app? I don't have an app. <laughs> oh, I just wing it. Uh, I get one when I get one. Oh, you know you can do. You just be a <laughs> lesbian and don't have to worry about it. Because what? because if your period's late, then who you probably you know is that just that change because uh, you're, not, you're not worried about getting pregnant. Joan should have been worried about getting pregnant. <laughs> it's right? the change. So she Apparently, should have done marked up her calendar. Yeah. She did not. So while very pregnant, Bo Joan goes on this procession on horseback from St. Peter's Basilica. You know what happened. The route that she took was once named the Via Sacra, or Sacred Way. Right? This is still Martin saying this. But now, in Martin's time, it was called the Shund Street. Oh. <laughs> so sad. Sounds Aww. legit sad right there. What if you live on that street? Now you're yeah. shunned. Yeah, you're shunned. Yeah, I know. It's too bad, man. It's on a spot somewhere along this road between the Colosseum and, and St. Clement's Church, he said, and that where Joan... Uh, felt the pangs and quote was delivered of a child here you know he gets kind of murky right because martin he simply writes that she died and quote it is said she was buried in that same place so there's no dragging or stoning in this version of martin's but from then on he says that popes would, would always would never take that street they would shun that road so does this presume she died in childbirth uh, um, yes, it does. She died there, oh. but it must be because she died and, and, and uh, the popes knew she died on that street, the popes that came after. And Martin says, quote, and is, it is believed by many that this is done because of abhorrence of the event. That is to say, there was a, it, when Martin's writing, popes did not take that way. And he's saying it's because of right. the memory of Pope Joan having had a baby and died on mm-hmm. that street. But you can see the equivocation kind of creep in, right? It is said, he said earlier, and it is believed by many. So it's not altogether clear that Martin completely believed the story he was writing about this Pope Joan. At least that's how I read it. Mm. There's also no mention in his version of what happened to the baby. I was going to say, yeah, what happened to that baby? He says, quote, she was delivered of a child. Does it say Does it say anything about the sex of the baby? Nothing. Really? Nothing whatsoever wow. in this version. Stillbirth, premature labor, we don't know. Hmm. So there's no baby in this version. I mean, in these days... And there's no stoning or dragging either. It was very possible that it was a stillbirth or yeah. something of the in sort. Yeah. In those days. Yeah. yeah, it could have been. Regardless, though, the papacy quickly swept her under the rug. Martin writes that nor is she placed on the list of holy pontiffs, both because of her female sex and on account of the foulness of the matter. So <laughs> they were embarrassed by it. Yeah. I mean, they were duped. Yeah. And it was by a woman. They were hoodwinked. Oh, embarrassing. That's a that's a mom word. And and you know, religious men aren't really known for like their tolerance, forgiveness. Yeah. Oh no, they're not. 
except for Jesus. Yeah, I, you know, some probably are. Jesus. The nice religious ones. There yes. are a few. Those mm. are few and far between, though. Wow. I'm going to be honest. You're jaded. When it comes to religion, a little bit, yeah. Wow. So a later <laughs> version of Martin's Chronicon added some new details, though, right? She did not die right then and there on the street, goes the rewrite, mm. but was merely exposed as a woman. So apparently she did have a baby, and they said, oh, shit, she's a woman. Oh, my but God, they didn't. how are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> what? what did you get that baby? What? what? On your robes? What? This is a trick, you magician sorcerer. Oh, my God, she's a witch. That's what, she, that's what she should have done. Oh, my God, how did this get here? She should have acted so confused. Yes. Like, guys, who put this? Did someone put this baby under my robe? This is not funny. Guys, come on. We got to be serious. Like, I'm the Pope. Like, <laughs> Whose baby is this? If no one come comes on. forward, you know what? I'll take it. If I'll somebody just... It. You, I'll give everybody five minutes, and you can I'll turn tell around. me what it is. I'm going to turn around. And I won't mine. be mad, I promise. Spoken from the two people who have not actually ever delivered a baby. Mom, stop uh, ruining <laughs> the joke. My hand still she hurts when you squeezed it. So I was in just as much pain. How do you know if I haven't had a baby? I haven't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I know. Uh, he says that she didn't die right there in the street, or didn't die at all, but... Having a womb and a baby will kind of blow your cover, so she was exposed as a woman. I still say that she should have played the miracle card. I can't. I can't believe that this troop of religious people didn't. That wasn't their go-to. Oh, sorry, Carrie. She fell off a horse and had a baby, and she didn't. She wasn't cool under pressure and didn't think of that. And they were like, "Oh really? my God, you have a vagina." She goes, "I do." Oh, like, I mean, no, a it's too late. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's not how it works. Carrie, she just wasn't fast enough on. And her I thinking. feel like in those days. A man turning into a woman, they don't really see as a miracle. They probably see as like blasphemous a, a and curse. A curse, a curse yeah. Yep. That's like, well, that's the devil's half work. Half of them probably didn't even know how babies are born or where they come from. Um, they valued so. knowledge. Yes, Carrie, we've already <laughs> learned that. Lots and lots At of knowledge. At the Vatican, though? Yes, absolutely. Had a big library and everything. <laughs> of churchy things. Well, no, other stuff, churchy too. Churchy knowledge. Absolutely. No, it, was, it had a huge library. Of so, sex ed books? I don't think so. Yeah, a lot of sex ed books. A lot, a lot of, of uh, anatomically correct there, dolls so I know. were there. <laughs> I had, have been there. They had anatomically correct I didn't see one dolls. sex ed book at the Vatican. Ah, you didn't look hard enough. You should have asked. <laughs> the Papal me? Librarian. Oh, t- Hi. Uh, yes, um, Hi. aisle 34. Do you have everybody poops here? <laughs> <laughs> she was deposed, though, in this, ver- in this rewrite, right? And from the papacy, and she was confined, I guess, at a nunnery. And she, <laughs> I, that's what I'm assuming, right? And she did Probably. penance for many years, it was said. The baby, by the way, in the rewrite does make an appearance finally. Okay, I was. I'm it's a boy. Not surprised. Oh. I've, I had a feeling it was a boy. Did you? Everybody's you, a fucking boy. You had back a 50 then. 50 chance. <laughs> well, maybe not anymore, but still, close enough. The boy eventually becomes Bishop of Ostia. I was going to say. Oh, good for yeah. him. I bet this baby became Pope. No. But bishop. pretty big. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, big, pretty big time. Apparently, he did some kind of 23andMe thing because he found out who his mom was. <laughs> I'm assuming, right? They yeah, had that. Yeah, he spit in the little tube and yeah. sent it off. He sent it off by carrier pigeon. Carrier pigeon. And by donkey. And he found out who his mom was. We know this because when she died, he, her son, the bishop, had her entombed in his own cathedral there in Ostia. Oh. Very nice boy. Very sweet. Such a nice boy. My son, the bishop. I don't know why I met a Jewish all of a sudden. But no, you're, that's Italian. That's an Italian No, mom. it's not Italian. No. no. My son, the bishop. No, wait, hold on. <laughs> I don't no, know. No, I can't do it. Maybe uh, Italian Jew. Yes, those exist. And there, there are still more iterations of the story. Anastasius Bibliothecarius 
fantastic that's name. That's an awesome name. He yeah, liked books, I think. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I know. I mean, like Tony the book guy yep. or something like that. He supposedly was the source of one of these stories. He was alive during Pope Joan's reign, according to Martin of Opava. Anastasius tells the story in a footnote at the bottom of a manuscript in the Vatican Library, in a book in the Vatican Library, but the footnote is written in a different hand from the rest of the book, and it's not in the proper sequence. It appears that it was written after Martin of Papa's book came out, so oh. that's pretty fishy. Yeah. So like someone really went into an old manuscript and said, oh, and there was a, and in the and margin, <laughs> yeah. footnote, there was a female pope back then. Yeah. Yeah, not, not terribly not, convincing. Uh, yeah. I don't believe that one. There are also editions of a book called Chronicle of the Popes by Marianus Scotus, another fabulous that's name. That's a dope name. They had dope names back they then besides absolutely Stephen. Did. Yeah, no, Stephen's a cool name. <laughs> that, and it mentions a female pope named Joanna in English, Joan. Mm. This book is, the book is actually from the 11th century, which is before Martin, but the only mention of Joan the Pope is in editions that were produced after Martin. None mm. before. So again, probably post-Martin retelling hype. their stories. Yeah, <laughs> Hype. It was a lot of hype going yeah, on. Yeah, a lot of Martin And they used that word, <laughs> Martin Hype. But from the, about the middle of the 13th century onward, the tale of Pope Joan was generally believed throughout Europe. As to be true. As to be true. It was oh. considered historical fact. I mean, remember, here's a key. This is a time in Europe was 100% Catholic, right? Yeah. Unless, uh, otherwise, you're a heretic. This is before the Protestant Reformation. So, and, and the story obviously did not reflect well on Catholics. Yeah. So, and yet everyone held it to be true history. Yeah. That's, you know, I don't know. That's odd. And all these chronicles that were written about it in the 1200s or 1300s are written by Catholic scholars and writers. So that, I don't know, that does tell me that it was something that was so well known and taken as true, it couldn't be avoided or, or, or avoided, hushed up and just flat out said this didn't happen. Yeah. It was just too widespread and well known. Otherwise, it's odd that you, the Catholic Church would ever, ever allow Catholic writers to yeah. write about it and publish about it. Yeah. They burn people at the stake for them a lot less. For like just like looking at them funny. Yes, yes, one time that <laughs> happened. I think it was Pope Sixtus the Twelfth. Yeah. You're looking at me funny. What are you looking at? You yeah. think I'm a funny? I'm a not a funny. He was Joe funny Pesci. How? Funny, funny how? how. <laughs> a funny, funny how? how. <laughs> Burn him at the stake. <laughs> yeah, they did that instead of baseball bats. Yep. So the legend lived on. In the late 1300s, a series of papal busts, not the kind you think of carrying. This is just shoulders up, okay? <laughs> don't get... Why do you keep saying papal? Papal. I don't know what's right. Wait. Papal. Okay. Papal. Isn't it? I have papal. no idea. I have no papal, idea. Papal, papal. I don't even know what you guys are referring to. The Pope. Things to do <laughs> of and about the Pope. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. The, the papacy. Okay. Papal. Papal. I Wait, what, how do you want me to say it? Papal or papal? I say papal. Okay, I'm saying papal for now on. Papal. Just because you said papal. So these papal busts were commissioned for the Dioma of Siena. They, they included a female pope on this bust. <laughs> well, that's weird. It was actually <laughs> written in there. Written on there. It that's said, crazy. quote. Well, his voice raised a couple of All these popes. <laughs> Johannes VIII, Fomina di Anglia, which means Joan VIII, an English woman. I mean, it's just right there. It doesn't right. Johannes mean, mean John? Johan means Don, John. Oh, Johannes, Johannes means, it's spelled J-O-H-A-N-N-E-S. And uh, hmm. so Joan the Eighth, an English woman, the bust was situated between the bust of Leo IV and Benedict III. So agreeing right with where Martin's she chronology. Yep. 
1362, Boccaccio, or as Carrie pronounces it, Boccaccio, just to be mean. Boccaccio. Boccaccio. Uh, he loved pistachios. <laughs> he was a scholar and a writer from Florence. He wrote De Mulieribus Claris, our famous women. Mm. In 1362, can you believe someone wrote a book called yeah. Famous Women? No. What, were there two chapters? There's just Virgin Mary. Yeah. Joan of Arc. That was it. And this, this is bitch. before Joan of Arc, so no. Oh. This is a collection of short biographies of famous women, most of whom were real. real. Some were mythological. Athena and Aphrodite. I guess, I, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I haven't read it yet. It's on, it's on my your list. list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look for it on Kindle. There were 106 accounts of these famous women. The 101st, you ask, was titled Joan, an English woman and Pope. Wow. So this bitch existed. I made up my mind. Well, hold on. Okay. Well into the 15th century, though, few doubted the reality of Pope Joan. In 1479, Bar- Barolomeo Platine. Did I do that? Yeah, great. Did I pronounce that right, Carrie? I don't know. Yeah, well. <laughs> he was the prefect of the Vatican Library. He wrote... Wrote up that kind of basic account of Pope Joan, but he wrote it up at the direction of the current Pope at the time, Sixtus IV. Hey. That's hmm. odd. I thought Sixtus, I thought you made that Pope name up. That's a real Pope <laughs> name. There's been at least four. I think there's been I more. Know. It's a cool name, you have to admit. I like it's Pope dope. Innocent. I remember uh, uh, baseball cards as a youngster. There was, I can't remember his last name. Did you just was call yourself a youngster? A youngster. <laughs> A young ruffian. There was a, a baseball player named Sixtus, like Sixtus Lopez or something like that. Is that a great name? <laughs> Lopez. I don't know. Lopez. Something, something uh, some Latino last name. But um, hey, Sixtus, Sixtus, if you're out there listening and are still alive, what's your last name? What's your last name? Get in touch. I think he's with the Brewers. I'm not positive. But anyway, Platina seems to have doubted the story a little bit also, but he acknowledges it, that it was considered credible and true. There's also this dramatic woodcut depiction of Jones giving birth in the streets of Rome. It was done in 1474, and we have to show this on our website and on Instagram, because around the rope, around the Pope, and her baby lying on the street are uh, the Italian folks, I guess the aides, whatever, they're wearing these awesome, like, I don't know, spaghetti western kind of hats, (laughs) wide-brim hats. They look phenomenal. Well, the sun was beating down hard that day. I, I the Italians have always had style. I bet it was be a look. It was a great look. It looks cool now. Yeah. If I w- would it's wear a come hat, back in style. I would wear Kanye that. Kanye West is going to put I, it in his next yes. no, fashion. That, that would so ruin not, it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so some accounts changed the name of the Pope from Joan. They didn't all agree that the name was Joan. Some said her name was Agnes. Oh. Some said her name <laughs> <laughs> was Gilberta. Okay. I like Agnes better. Some said her name was Agnes Gilberta. Okay. So we're not sure. Any variation on three. And uh, when the heretic and rebel Jan Hus, he was put on trial by the church in 1415 for, you know, doing some doubting the absolute literal word of Catholic dogma at the time. He argued that the church didn't need a pope. He was just kind of, you know, they're going back and forth, arguing about the church, right? And he said, look, the church doesn't even need a pope because you used to have a female pope named Agnes, and the church did just fine. So mm. shut the hell up. The <sighs> Like a female, having a female pope is the same as having no pope? It's a touch sexist. I don't deny that. Yeah. A little bit. What's yes. that guy's name? Or worse, Jan Hus, H-U-S. Fuck that guy. Shay. Yeah. Wow. That's what people. I was thinking, but I didn't want to say it. Really? I'll say it. Your... Thanks, okay. Emma. Emma's your, you know, cusser. Yep. So the church, though, counter-argued that 
hey, this didn't prove, this doesn't prove that we don't need a pope, blah, blah, blah. There, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure there's more to the argument. The point is, their <laughs> counter argument was, wasn't, you're full of shit, there was never a female pope. Yeah. The counter argument was just, no, no, we still need a pope, shut up. <laughs> shut up. So, I'm assuming. And there's also, by the way, a female pope tarot card, and has been for centuries. Oh. Interesting, isn't there? Wow. So, what does it mean? What does that tarot well, yeah. mean if you get it? Oh, I'm sure it can't be good. Let things. me ask my mystical friends. I mean, what other kinds get back of things are on tarot cards? That doesn't mean they exist. Like, in real no, life. but isn't that weird to even have a female pope at all? That's odd. Where would, would you, even, where would you yeah. come up with that? What would put that in your mind? What could that possibly mean? I don't know, guys. I feel attacked. You should. You, sh- you should. You should because you are Maybe the female attacked. Pope tarot card was just somebody's whim, and then all these other guys that started writing crap in books got it from the tarot card. Or the other way around. Right? Or somebody mystical felt in their soul. Maybe. Let's go with that. The spirit of this female Pope and put it on the tarot card. We're going to do that, Carrie. Or... There was a pope who was female. Because tarot cards are like spiritual and shit, right? Yeah, they're, (laughs) they're, and they're as reliable as a Ouija board. Yes, they are. So in 1587, a magistrate in Bordeaux, France, who fancied himself a historian and apparently also a watertight logician, he deconstructed the Pope Joan story. His name was Florimond de Raymond. Oh. He was, I think, that guy that you did not want to get stuck talking to at a party when everybody else said, hey, I'm going to get a refill, and they disappeared, but they never came back. Yeah. He was that guy because he was pretty annoying. But he did. I guess he, he just ran the story through the ringer, through the logic ringer, and proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that it was not true. His book was called Erreur Populaire de la Papisse, Jean. <laughs> <laughs> that was spot on. Hey, French listeners, how good was that? How amazing was that? On a it, scale of 10 to 10. <laughs> on a scale of 9 to 10. How good was that? And a 9, I won't feel that bad. So it agreed that Pope John was, uh, Pope John was just a legend, is what he said. In 1601, Pope, Pope Clement VIII he, officially declared it was bullshit. He was the original, well, actually. Well, actually. Mm, no, there actually, wasn't a Pope John. You're fucking wrong. <laughs> Where's everybody going? I wanted some beer, too. Aww. Can I do a keg stand? And no one, no one likes that. Oh, they dropped him. Everybody just kind of like looks around when he starts to talk. <laughs> I gotta go. Kind of, oh, my ride's here. Uh, <laughs> my chariot's here. Sorry. He sees him at the same party an hour later. What? I thought you were going to put I thought you were oh, I just, I, um, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so Clement said, nope, nope, nope. It's official. Catholic decree. Pope John is, Pope Joan didn't happen. He, yes. It says Pope Clement. Well, They're infallible. Fuck those guys. Cle- wow. <laughs> Clement had the bust of Johannes VIII back in the Duomo de Siena, as you recall. Either it, he had him dis- had that bust destroyed or he had it recarved to look like a dude, specifically Pope Zachary. Oh. Haters. These are just women haters. Zachary. Pope Zachary's a cool name, though. Zachary is a terrible name. His friends called him Zach. For a pope? He liked Mike Brubrew, and he uh, liked to pretend to like soccer because it made him feel multicultural. Yes. That's Zach. That was I Zach. Like pope football. Zach. Oh, I like football. I like football, man. It's a cool sport. Football is, it, is, like is, is soccer, guys. That was totally cool, man. About 50 years later, mid-17th century now, a Protestant historian named David Blondell... Pretty modern sounding name, by the way. Yeah. Sounds like an actor. Sounds like an author. Sounds like an English actor. Joan Blondell. 
maybe her forebear. He mm-hmm. wrote that Pope Joan was possibly just a satire of Pope John the Eleventh. Pope John the Eleventh was a very young pope. He was elected when he was twenty. He died five years later when he was twenty-five in nine thirty-five. So I'm gonna guess he looked, I don't know, young and effeminate, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe that's not why. Regardless, although I looked up a picture and he had a beard. The soot. No, it looked looked (laughs) real. It looked. It could have been soot, but it looked real. And it's hard to tell in drawings. It is. I was gonna say, how good is this picture? They might have embellished. His beard's not really that that grown in. I just just go with it. He's the fucking pope. He's the pope. The main crux of Blondell's argument, though, was that the timing of the legend just did not fit the historical record, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. An Ita- just a little later, an Italian historian named Onofrio Penvinio, another fabulous name, by the way, had uh, he had earliest. Uh, actually, I, I think a little before this, Penvinio suggested that the legend sprang from one of John the Eleventh's mistresses. So not that he looked like a oh, you know yeah. a girlish but that had a lot of mistresses. And that one of these mistresses was named Joan, and she was fairly learned and said to be very, very influential in the Vatican. In other words, it's kind of, you know, yeah. almost reigning as a co-pope. She's kind of like a 10th century Edith Bowling Wilson. Call back <laughs> if you listen to the show. Yeah, so the real pope was probably stupid. Probably, Yes. So he let his too, mistress Joan kind of take Melania's over. Too bad is not super smart. Yeah, that'd be great. Yep. But Dang it, it's Melania. not true. In the 16th century, a cardinal named Baronius, Cardinal Baronius, they say, he said essentially the same thing, but he was a little more specific. He said that, quote, a certain shameless strumpet in the 16th century, a cardinal named Baronius said essentially the same thing. He's, uh, he's a little more specific. He said, quote, ready for this? Mm-hmm. A certain shameless strumpet. Oh, that's a great that's word. That's not okay. Called Theodora, at one time was sole monarch of Rome, and shame though it is to write it, God. <laughs> exercised power like a man. The world hates women uh, so much for a long time. For a long time, she had two daughters, Marosia and Theodora. I guess Junior. Wow. Who were not only they were not only her equals, but could surpass her in the exercises that Venus loves. Sex. I, I'm not sure what that means, but it sounds kind of dirty. That sounds, yeah, that sounds wrong. Yeah. So they were these sexy strumpets who, because of their sexual power over John and apparently uh, the Eleventh and maybe others too, they were they powerful Rome. in the Vatican. Yeah, that's the well, idea anyway. Good for them. Yeah. You know what? I agree. Sex positive, mm-hmm. yeah, used mm-hmm. it to their advantage. Our sobative. I stand. Wait, what? Yeah, no, okay. The Pope Jones story then was, I guess, was kind of said to be sort of a satire, making fun of, of Pope John the Eleventh for letting these women, right, you know, uh, rule. That's the idea. I yeah, see. he couldn't control his women. Yep, yep. He couldn't control his. He's got to show me who strumpets. wears the pants or <laughs> yeah. the robes. Wait, yes, they all did. So whatever. It's hard to say. One English writer named Alexander Cook published a book in the 17th century with this spectacular title. Bear with me. Get ready. Buckle up. Strap in. Yes. A present for a papist are the life and death of Pope Joan, plainly proving out of the printed copies and manuscripts of of popist writers and others that a woman called Joan was really Pope of Rome and was there delivered of a bastard son in the open street as she went in solemn procession. That's the title. That's the title. 
that's just the title. That's he, not the he, book. He didn't have to write anything in I was the book. Say, no. the, no. the end. And then after that, <laughs> chapter two. <laughs> It's a breathtaking title, as we can all tell. Mm-hmm. But even better was the woodcut engraving that came with the book. I was on the, the cover of the book, I guess, that showed this. We have to find this picture. It apparently shows, a, I haven't found it, it a surprised baby a, a, with a, like a really surprised look on, his, on the baby's face, peek, sort of peeking out from beneath the robes of Pope Joan slash John. Oh, my God. He's <laughs> like, hey, what's going on here, Mom? <laughs> as late as the 19th century, by the way, uh, some authors, Protestant authors by this time, continued to write about Pope John as a historical fact. So it lasted hmm. quite a long time. That's not yeah, the long it though. did. Mm-mm. No, it's not. So naturally, Catholic writers were very embarrassed by this when the Protestant writers started making fun of them. And so they fought back with what we just talked about in 1574 and 1601. They said, no, it's all bullshit. So you might ask what happened between the mid-13th century when Catholic writers were saying, this is true, this happened, mm-hmm. there was a Pope Joan, and the later 16th century, when the Catholic writers started saying no, and the Pope in 1601 said, no, 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 no Pope of Joan. I'm going to have the car, the, the bust is going to be a recarved. <laughs> what happened, you might wonder? Hmm. The Reformation. The Protestant oh. Reformation happened in, in 1521. Mm, sure. And spread yeah, like a wildfire. So I don't know why I'm doing Italian accents yeah. just w- randomly now. So, and, I mean, think about it. So all of a sudden these Protestants start saying, hey, assholes, you had a female pope, so shut up, we're better than you, and so they naturally, instead of acknowledging their female pope, they now deny their female pope. Ah, sure, because everybody (laughs) hates the girls. No, no, we didn't. You're making that up. (laughs) It's not true. Stop lying. Show me the bust. Show me the bust. That's Zachary. Yeah. All right? (laughs) Fuck you. So in modern times, virtually every scholar now thinks Pope Joan is fact or fiction? Fiction. Well, they think that now, but fiction. they're wrong. Yeah. Oh, okay. Go, Carrie. Yeah. Well, I we, believe in Pope I John. Believe wait, in Pope hey, John. hey, wait for the shot in the dark. Okay. Just well, hold, that's your, not hold, your, hold your pants on. <laughs> and you're wearing pants too, I might add. As a woman should. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. They say, though, modern scholars say the timing just absolutely doesn't work. Leo the Fourth. Well, okay. Died on, <laughs> on July 17th, 1855. They say. Benedict III was elected to the papacy almost immediately. He, it's true he didn't take office until September 29th of that year of 855, but that's because, again, there was, there was some anti-pope kind of stuff going on. There's some schism action happening mm. at this time, and so there was just uh, troubles, right? Sure. So he took office a couple of months later. Regardless, though, modern scholars say, there are coins from the time showing Benedict III as the pope on the same coin as the Holy Roman Emperor Lothair. L- uh, Lothair died in late 855, meaning Benedict would have had to been Pope by 855. So Pope Joan was allegedly Pope until 857 or 8. 8, I think. So mm-hmm. there's no room for a Pope Joan in this kind of timing. Yes, Karen? How many coins did they find? Uh, seven. I have no idea. Because <laughs> that's all part of the conspiracy team, uh, the cover-up. Yes, this is all They went back, you know, not hard. Somebody dude, made the a, coins. You're a stooge for the man, dude, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. You sheeple. Don't believe it, they man. They cooked the books and made some coins. Possibly so. They, they, did they, 
did they cook the books and make coins? Two different things here, Carrie. Yes. Two different things. Books, One is more of a culinary books. thing. The other is a, a <laughs> They coinage. changed the dates okay. on the official record uh, of when gotcha, the popes gotcha. were pope. Gotcha. And when the popes were pope. When the popes were pope. <laughs> and then they that said. should be a t-shirt. <laughs> when, I'm going to write that down. Go ahead, Carrie. <laughs> when, go ahead. And the best way to cover it up is to make some coins yeah, everywhere think that. Fudging when Benedict. <laughs> hey guys, guys, Let's I go. got it. We're gonna make some <laughs> coins. Some coins. And no one's gonna even question us. No way, man. There you go. Full proof. Done and done. Further I mean, evidence. You, honestly, you can't trust anything <laughs> from back then. Jesus Christ. You sound <laughs> Everything's a lie. Like we might get you a tinfoil hat for your birthday. Nothing happened. I this mean, if up. nobody's around who remembers it. At this point, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. At this point. So nothing before like 100 years ago happened. Yeah. No, but but, but that records long can ago. be lies. Yes. That long ago? Yeah, it's a long time it's ago. Basically, oh, it's basically fairy tales. Okay. <laughs> yep. Like I said, at the beginning, folklore. There's more. There's more evidence against Pope John. I'm Pope John. sure I'll be able to shoot a whole bunch of holes I know you it. will. <laughs> there were a bunch of anti-papal... People at the time, like the um, the head of the of the Orthodox Church at the time, was very anti-Pope. Thought he should be Pope of the whole wide world, and others were making anti-Papal arguments. None of these arguments that exist ever said anything about a Pope Joan. Some of which would dated for just after she would have been Pope. It just defies belief that they wouldn't have brought up this hugely embarrassing black mark on the record of the Catholic Church if it had really happened and just happened before that. Still, Carrie. Yeah? Some modern writers have argued for Joan's historical historicity. Is the word? What? In other words, is that a real word? Yeah, it means something that is historicity? historically true or a real historical fact. Okay. I'm just, we're going to cut this whole thing out. <laughs> we're gonna, everybody's going to have to look that up. It's a real word, but I can't pronounce it. They claim the uh, that there was a period of really extreme papal turmoil. This happened in the late 11th century. This is when there were popes and there were anti-popes again. And there was tons of uncertainty and a lot of records are very spotty from this time. This period coincides with the 1099 date that was the original date given for this female pope. But still, again, the vast majority of, of historians say no to Joan, and they argue that its occasional more modern revivals is really just kind of anti-Catholic flare-ups mm-hmm. happening as opposed to real historical research. Hmm. Here's the problem, though. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to give this one for Carrie. Okay. She's going to like this one here. <laughs> Ready? If, if there was no Pope Joan, what is this whole thing called the sedia... Stercoraria. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Were you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what it was? Nuh-uh. It's a special chair oh. that was created sometime in the Middle Ages, not 100% sure when, and it was used in a ceremony for new popes. It means dung chair or pierced chair. The chair, poop it's, it's chair? a pierced, like well, a hole dung in it. Dung means poop, don't dung it? Dung means poop. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so, but can you imagine? I mean, so popes may have had an easy chair that they could take a shit on yeah. in front of people. We don't know. Or the chair, it sits kind of up high and has kind of a keyhole-shaped hole in the seat, right? It was said that the pantsless pope would, you know, roll up his uh, robes there a little bit, sit down on the chair with his naked ass, and on one side of the chair lower was another hole that a cardinal would stick his arm into, reach in and up, and cup 
the balls of the new pope what? to make sure that, that he was indeed balls. a dude. Oh my! All the cardinals were there to watch this 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 ceremony. By the way, yeah. too. So the ball cupping of the pope. Hmm. That's insane. If indeed the cupping cardinal finds testicles in his hand. Sweaty, hairy testicles. Then <laughs> they're probably not sweaty because they're hanging free. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he is just testicle. <laughs> testicle asked over here. She's like, I'm, I'm having to be an expert on balls. When they're hanging free, they're quite dry. <laughs> so, if he found the testicles, he was to yell out, "Duos habit et bene pendentes," which loosely translates to, "He's got them." It's. It, it means he has two, and they dangle nicely. <laughs> So basically, oh he's yes. got him. If what time if, was short, they don't dangle nice. If time was short, then he could shorten this to habit, just habit, which meant simply he has them. <laughs> so it's like dangle, it's like reach, 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 feel, feel, feel. He is has them. So, and so that's say, what he says if they're not dangling nicely. Maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're hmm. kind of like misshapen. They haven't dropped yet. How old is he? <laughs> It was all very dignified, as you can tell. Of course. And the seat is real. There are There's one existing right now at the St. John Lateran Church cool. in Rome. Case closed. And there are others. Here's the problem, though. Some say they were just like bidets. And there's, what? I don't know, someone on there squirting up no. some water or maybe something like that. But no one's completely sure what they're really used for. There is, though, a, an account from a Swedish traveler in 1644 that he says he wrote about this, and he saw Pope Innocent X get his ball cupping. He witnessed the ball cupping. He says there's, um, and it's this little engraving with the Pope on, for his book that the Swedish guy wrote, it, wrote up the story in. A little engraving that has the Pope on this high chair with a kind of a shocked look on his face. <laughs> and there's a cardinal shoulder deep Ooh. beneath him reaching under and inside the chair. I want, I, we need to find that picture. Why would he be shocked? Like he didn't know it was going to happen? I, I guess. Did you not? Maybe he squeezed a little hard. I don't know. <laughs> i got to make a share. Oh, dude, calm down. You know that's a sensitive area. So no one knows, by the way, if, if this tradition is still true or not. I was going to say, do they just do they? Um, they, they would keep it a secret, today? I think, if it does still happen. Yeah. We need to talk to Pope Francis. He's mm-hmm. he's progressive. So whether or not there was a real Pope Joan, according to Petrarch, who's a 14th century very famous scholar, he said that, that Joan's demise brought wondrous happenings. He wrote that after John Ang- Anglicus was shown as a woman. Uh, miracles occurred. Quote, this is from his Chronica de la Vite de Pontifici et Imperadori Romani. He says, <laughs> what? People need to know the, the actual name of the book. Sure they do. He said, in Brescia, it rained blood for three days and nights. In fr- as in Italy. In France, there appeared marvelous locusts. Well, this sounds like horror These movies, does, does. not yeah. miracles. Which had six wings and very powerful teeth. <laughs> I think Aren't had, these like the plagues? I think he had a dream. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't a great Seven thing. plagues or whatever? They flew miraculously through the air and all drowned in the British Sea. <laughs> the golden bodies were rejected by the waves of the sea and corrupted the air so that a great many people died. So I guess in hindsight it wasn't a good thing. Yeah. But these, this supposedly happened after Pope Joan died and was exposed. So theories? Hmm. I mean, really there's just... Basically, two theories, right? One is that there was a female pope, either in the 1850s or the very late 11th century, that she was exposed, she was murdered, or maybe, or maybe she was confined, and, and and she had a baby, and either died in childbirth or you know went to a nunnery and was buried in Ostia, mm-hmm. or it was I don't know a legend or a misunderstanding or just pure fiction, possibly inspired by some influential female at the Vatican, as we've talked about. 
I mean, remember, women were not allowed to be scholars, so it, it, I, I, it was true that sometimes they would dress up as men right. to learn sure. and be scholars. So did, did the origin of it springs from, from this, as we, we've talked about, some powerful female in the Vatican or at, at, at a scholar at the Vatican who had power during some pope's reign? Or it could be just a straight-up hoax. Mm-hmm. In other words, the two things really are literally, it happened, there was a Pope John or there wasn't. Right. Regardless, though, the whole belief was could be very much based on early tellings of the story that was, again, started in the early 1200s, and that really that every mention after that, whether it's a statue or whatever, that quote-unquote proves there was a Pope Joan is really just derived from this initial potential mistake or lie or fiction or hoax. It's kind of like the modern, you know, cut and paste internet research mm-hmm. that every yeah. bullshit story, like the Muna Triangle stories, for instance, yeah. they're all bullshit. We, most of them have been proven to be bullshit, but pe- the same people just cut from the same sources that all trace back to, to the, the original lie, yeah. essentially, or the original hoax. So that it, it, it could be that. In the early 1200s, the story was started, and all, and and it's true. It looks like it is true that it was widely believed, but it doesn't mean it, it really happened. So case closed, right? There's no Pope Joan. No. Or was there? Yeah. This is yes. when Brighton carries hard. <laughs> We're in with this. Just last year, 2018, Australian researchers at Flinders University analyzed some silver coins from the eight. 50s. Here we go. These coins, coins were inscribed with the name Johannes Anglicus. Mm. The mid-ninth century was, again, a time of much turmoil with lots of missing records. They argue then that Joan didn't come before Benedict III, but ruled after Benedict III and before Nicholas I. There's apparently some, a lot of missing records from that period. Yeah. And so they slot her in just a few years after Martin and the others slotted her in, making room, making historical room for Joan after all. See. Not everyone agrees. In fact, it's fair to say that the uh, still the vast majority of modern historians and scholars of that kind of thing think Pope Joan is, is fiction, but an intriguing little bit mm. of evidence from just a little while ago. Shots in the dark. She was real. No questions asked. No questions. No, I'm not not serious. I think what I would like to be true is that during the time there was an influential woman in the Vatican or whatever. That is what I hope is true, is that there was some sort of influential woman and some very educated woman that this story was derived from. Yeah. yeah, That's what I hope is true. Carrie? I'm okay with believing it's true. (laughs) A, a literal Pope Joan. She yeah, sure. was the actual Pope. Mm-hmm. Didn't have her balls cupped before that, and died in childbirth on a horse, giving a baby. Well, or something like you that. You know, her ending could be variable. But, but you think yes, there was a Pope Joan. Yeah. Or you want there? Yeah, to be. sure. Or a little, uh, maybe a little of both. No. I don't think mom gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't know. Well, you know what I mean. You think there is, or you kind of want there is, or maybe a little. Both. You want and think both. All right. I buy that. Yeah. I don't believe there was, but I get it. That's okay. You're a man. I, that's true. <laughs> and I, if I was Pope, I would probably have my balls kept. Okay. Probably. There's no chance. In of fact, I would ask for them to do it a couple of times just to be sure. <laughs> no, 
How do you become Pope? I, I kind of think that um, the different episode. <laughs> I, I, I think that that Pope Joan is probably not true. I kind of agree with Emma that it pro- there probably was some powerful female figure in the Vatican around mm-hmm. that time, maybe named Joan, like one of those sources said, and that, you know, it was kind of, oh, she was basically Pope, because Pope yeah. John was such a wuss kind of a thing. And then it just sort of mushroomed from there. Martin writes, and it, the belief just kind of spread from there. And remember, Martin's writing oh, well over 200 years later about this incident. So he just, yeah. he's, he turns it into actual historical fact. Yeah, I you know, every story is just as likely as another. I would love for it to be true, though. That yeah, would be me too. super awesome. And the whole baby on horseback thing. There's been a couple of movies, by the way. Really? Yeah, one in 2009, as a matter of fact. Really? Yeah, I think it's on Netflix. Called what? Uh, Pope Joan. Really? Cleverly enough, yes. Huh. Yeah. I might it's, it's, watch. it's European. I don't know if it's... Uh, I, I, it's like Subtitled? I, I don't know. I think it said something like uh, the Belgian, Spanish, French, oh. <laughs> German co-production or something <laughs> yeah. like that. So, but I, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll give that a watch. Yeah. That's it. That's well, all. That's the story of Pope Joan, the yes. female Pope. Hopefully there'll be another one soon. Um, another female Pope? Yes. Do you hey. think that's ever going to happen? Uh, no. You never know. Are um, you kidding me? Hashtag me too, Pope. <laughs> <laughs> oh Let's start that trending. Hashtag time's up, Pope. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, Carrie, please tell the folks where they can find us. Uh, Weird World Podcast on Twitter and Patreon. Oh, not on Twitter. I'm sorry. On uh, Instagram, Facebook, Patreon. Weird World Pod on Twitter. Website? Weirdworldpodcast.com. And we'll put some... There are some... I wasn't done. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and email is weirdworldpodcast at gmail.com. There are some great pictures. We'll put up some pictures. Carrie will we'll Instagram. Find some wood carvings. Some wood carving pictures. <laughs> you got. We've got to find the surprise baby coming out of the ropes. Say, baby shocked at being shocked, born. baby. Oh my god! Oh, wait. wait a minute. My mom's the pope. This is awesome. <laughs> wait, why are they killing her? Oh. Emma was pretty shocked when she was born. That's true. Who wasn't? Okay, thank you. I was going to say, you guys were pretty shocked when I was born. <laughs> That's fair. When you were conceived. Yes. <laughs> wait, what? Until next time. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you.